is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the foggy forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I am trying desperately to return my paycheck from to the CCP. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where this podcast has never been named after Margaret Sanger, I'm Andrew Hoffman. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, you don't have to go back in the history books to erase this podcast's it was named after a now defunct network. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think it still lives on. At least the feed does. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to uh, send my check back to the CCP. So, you know, that's that'll be good. We'll see. Was it yeah. a was it a big check? Yeah, yeah. They sent us a they sent us a big check. You know, they sent us uh, some uh, you know just fifty thousand dollars or so a month. You know, just uh just to mention them, say that we're doing a good job. Do we uh, do we have to name um, the podcast after Margaret Sanger in order to keep the money? Is that part of the deal? <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually it needs to be called the Mao the Mao podcast. Oh, the Confucian of, podcast. Confucian. Instead of now, yeah, it's a Confucian exactly. Yeah. So we're it's a simple renaming, and then we're right there. <laughs> the Wise Confucius podcast. <laughs> Confucius slash Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom are <laughs> Andrew's words of wisdom brought to you brought by the to you by? Institute. Yeah, there you go. Um, before we get too far off on the China thing, I do want to start with something that I found to be interesting. I don't know. Maybe you will. I think you you also will find it to be interesting. It's not related to the China thing. So I just guess I need a little polish up on my segues. But there was a article, or not an article, this was a tweet that was sent out. It was a couple of, it was the text of an email that somebody had mailed to the, uh, looks like, state legislature here in the, in Washington. And some pretty interesting information in this uh, this email that I wanted to, to tell you about and then maybe get your thoughts. So this is from Republican Representative Andrew Barkas. Uh he says, Kelly, thank you for your email and comments. I'm in full agreement with you. You're tired of people saying their hands are tied due to COVID. And honestly, I am tired of my hands being tied. This is exactly why for the last seven, last seven weeks, my colleagues and I have been requesting the governor initiate a special session to provide the legislature the opportunity to participate in his decision. The fact is that when we are not in session, the legislature does not have the ability to intervene. And again, that is why we have asked for a special session. Unfortunately and willfully, the governor ha- uh, has and continues to deny our request. This has left the legislature with only one other option, to convene a special st- session, and that is by attaining a two-third vote of both the House and Senate. To date, this has also failed as the majority party has sided with the governor and voted in uh, not in favor of a special session. Lastly, we are now in an election year freeze, which began on May 11th. The law prohibits any legislature from sending newsletters, district updates, or creating any form of communication with its constituents unless solicited by a constituent. 
This email to you is the perfect example. I can respond because you inquired, but I could not have initiated this communication with you or I would have been in violation of election year laws. Trust me, I would love nothing more than to stand in front of the governor and share the opinions and solutions presented by my constituents. Relying on his own agenda, the governor has purposely prevented the legislature from being able to communicate with him. In fact, he has virtually blocked the press, and which is clearly evident in his news conferences, when it is a requirement that they submit questions ahead of time and follow his remarks. Uh, following his remarks, he allows absolutely no counter discussion. I and my colleagues will be will continue to fight in an effort to be heard in a special session, and hopefully, come November, a new era can be started in our state. In service, Andrew Bar- Barkus, State Representative, Second District. Hey, kudos for people named Andrew. There you go. Look at him. He's just, he's a smart guy. Uh, I found that to be disturbing. I wonder how much that's going on around the country. Because the COVID thing is basically stopping. When we have to have an election freeze, we can't have all these people who are running getting in contact and diluting the COVID message. Yeah. Well, the uh, it's probably a state law. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how many states have similar I, laws. But in Oregon, it was when the uh, judge overruled the you know, emergency order of Kate Brown and said people could go to church if they want. Um, part of the justification for that was that the emergency order is only there for 30 days. And if you want to do anything past that, you got to get the approval of the state legislature. And, there, nice. and to date, there has still not been any of that that's been done. Um, she's still issuing you know, orders and mandates and what have you, all kids down to the age of five have to wear masks in public, supposedly. Um, but interestingly, she, it, it does specifically say, you know, churches are exempt. So, wow, that is interesting. Uh, like you're not, a, you're not supposed to have gatherings of more than 10 people, but, um, this does not apply to, churches or there's a couple other examples including restaurants <laughs> but, wow. um, which yeah so fun to go to a restaurant in a mask you know you're, you just take it down for to eat and drink um so i'm you know i last week after the after our show i went to up in the the mountains and had a couple occurrences where I had to run to the little grocery store there. Uh, still made it without a mask. Still didn't have anyone say anything. Um, but it is uncomfortable. There's, you know, there's a lot of... There's, there's too much mask talk in general, but... Agreed. Uh, I read something recently that most people wear a mask not because they think it's safe, but because they want to avoid the glares of their peers. Yeah, it's and it, I mean I'm talking like it, I went in to ask for propane, you know, not like <laughs> a full shopping trip here. So sure, um, but yeah, so far still mask free. Um, out hiking the last few days. There's 
I've I've seen I haven't seen people hiking in the mask, but I've seen quite a few people when they're coming the other way on the trail pull a mask up, like when they <laughs> see you coming. It's like, and the, the um, order put out by the governor literally showed two people walking apparently by themselves wearing masks, like out in the woods, outdoors. Yeah, outdoors. Wow, but. But what it says is outdoors when social distancing is not possible. Like social distancing is always possible when you're on yeah. a hike. Come on, yeah. people. Anyway, so it's been uh, quite the journey. I think last week I just kind of rambled about Wayfair and QAnon stuff, and just was just kind of stressed out and I had a lot of anxiety and. Uh, you know, I think a couple of days this week I did a media fast, no looking at the media at all. And then other days uh, was, was able to kind of look at it. But I wanted to kind of nail down some stuff that, you know, we listen to the No Agenda podcast, both of us and the Corbett Report. And so we take a lot of information that we use for granted or that we talk about for granted. And I just wanted to kind of. Uh, just lay some baseline stuff and actually helps my anxiety a little bit too, just to be like, Hey, these are real. Like this is, this is actual things that are happening. Not just like a theory about the big picture about what could be possibly happening, but just like some case level baseline stuff that's happening. And one of the things I wanted to talk about as we started off the show kind of rambling about is the CCP and what is currently going on with China and their influence in our country. Um, and I think you don't have to look too much further than uh, I got a story in the bottom of that China folder. Um, White House advisor Navarro says the China trade deal is over. So White House trader advisor Peter Navarro on Monday walked back his earlier remarks that the U.S.-China trade pact was over. And this is actually from sometime last month. Stoking volatility in markets and an already frazzled that are already frazzled by the coronavirus pandemic. Navarro said his comments were taken wildly out of context while U.S. President Donald Trump confirmed in a tweet that the deal with China was still fully intact. Hopefully they will continue to live up to their terms of the agreement, said Trump on Twitter. Uh, spoiler, they're not. Earlier, <laughs> earlier, Navarro told Fox News it's over in an interview when he asked about the trade agreement. He said the turning point came when the United States learned about the spreading coronavirus only after a Chinese delegation had left Washington following the signing of the Phase 1 deal on January 15th. It was at a time when they had already sent hundreds of thousands of people to this country to spread the virus, and it was just minutes after wheels up when the plane took off that we began to hear about the pandemic. China on Tuesday responded to Navarro's claim that the deal uh, about the trade deal with disdain. He consistently lies and has no honest and tr- honesty and trustworthiness. Uh, Foreign Minister Spokesperson Zhao Lijian told uh, reporters at a regular press briefing. As for the deal, Zhao said China's stance on the issue has been consistent and clear. He directed specific questions to relevant departments. Markets have been choppy, with U.S. stock futures initially turning negative and uh, risk-sensitive currencies, including the Australia dollar, falling. They have since recovered much of the ground lost after Navarro, one of the most outspoken critics of China among Trump's senior advisors, issued a statement saying that his quote has been taken wildly out of context. The U.S. I'm going to skip a little ahead here. The U.S.-China trade deal lasted more than two years. The negotiations did. They heaped tariffs on $370 billion of Chinese products, whipsawed financial markets, and dented global growth well before the coronavirus outbreak triggered a worldwide recession. U.S.-China relations have reached their lowest point in years. 
since the coronavirus pandemic that began in China hit the United States hard. Trump and his administration have been repeatedly accusing Beijing of not being transparent about the outbreak. On Thursday, Trump renewed his threat to cut ties with China, a day after his top diplomats held talks with Beijing, and his trade representative said he did not consider decoupling the U.S. and Chinese economies a viable option. Under phase one trade deal, China had pledged to boost purchases of goods by $2 billion over $200 billion over two years. But disruptions wrought by the pandemic saw U.S. global uh, U.S. goods exports to China fall in the first quarter. Oh, look at that, Andrew. We were going to have a trade deal with China and Wuhan virus came through. I mean, the China virus. I mean, Wu flu, whatever you want to call it. I mean, coronavirus. And now, oh, we can't live up to our end of the expectation. We can't buy the U.S. Uh, economy or U.S. goods that we're supposed to. We had expected U.S.-China tensions to escalate in the second half of this year in the run-up to the U.S. elections. China hawks like Navarro could gain the upper hand, blah, 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 blah. You get the point. They're not living up to their end of the deal. And the reason is the coronavirus, which came from China. And which, well, and which they knew about before they signed the deal. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they knew about it long before it. To be fair, we knew about it, too. Very good point. Like the, um, this whole the the Peter Navarro comments about we had no idea till you know they were wheels up like please this was on Tucker Carlson like in December. Absolutely. Moving right along, let's not forget Andrew. Hong Kong was a complete mess before this whole thing started, and still continues to be. Mm-hmm. Hong yeah. Kong is the thorn in the side of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. And do you remember, I mean, they had the university students were, you know, gluing bricks to the streets. They could not keep the people off the streets. And all of a sudden, boom, coronavirus. Let's lock down Wuhan. Let's lock down all of China. And the Hong Kong stuff just kind of faded to the back. U.S. news became consumed with coronavirus. And Hong Kong has been slowly brought back into basically the same rules and extradition laws as mainly in China, which was never part of the deal of Hong Kong being handed over. I, having been to Hong Kong, find this to be very disheartening. I only went for a couple of days, one of my favorite places in the world, but it didn't feel like mainland China. I don't know. I've right. never been to mainland China. But <laughs> anyway, uh, now we're down to protesters in Hong Kong use signs and slogans to dodge a new security law. In one of its first prog- protests in Hong Kong after a feared national security law came into effect, a dozen or so lunchtime demonstrators at a luxury mall in the central business district uh a man raised a poster that, when viewed from afar, read in Chinese, liberate Hong Kong, the revolution of our times. The government had just banned the slogan, saying it, that it had uh, separatist connotations, and so it ran afoul as the new security laws prohibition secessionist acts. Shortly after, riot police entered the mall, shooting away, or excuse me, shooing away onlookers, and they detained the man, telling him the slogan is banned. It's banned. When the officers looked at the poster up close, no words could be made out. It merely had circle shapes against a contrasting background. They snapped a few photographs of the poster and let him go. Since the imposition of the security law, which bans secessionists, subverse, and terrorist activities, as well terrorist activities apparently were illegal before this, as well as collusion with foreign forces, the penalties of up to life imprisonment, anti-government protests in Hong Kong, and those supporting the movement have adopted their methods to try to make their voices heard. Before the law took effect in June, blah, 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 blah. Basically, they're putting up 
blank post-it notes. <laughs> it's kind of ingenious, but they do blank post-it notes and they're, they're color-coded. So then mm-hmm. from afar, it looks it looks like, you know, you can actually make out words. But when you walk up close to it, it's just a wall of post-it notes. Um, that's that's kind of cool. That's the most recent kind of interesting story I could find about Hong Kong. But let's like I said, let's not forget that, you know, this coronavirus conveniently came at a time when the protests in Hong Kong were the top story in the news around the world was it, what's China going to do? They're, are they going to crack down? And uh, this is a, you know, coronavirus came at a, a very convenient time. How say you? Uh, yes, it should not be forgotten. And, uh, you know, LeBron James and the rest of the NBA need to be reminded of it as well. Absolutely. And then uh, one of my last things, basically, and this one has gone Fairly unreported in the news, although, at least in the mainstream media, I hear very few people talking about it on talk radio, but I found these at Breitbart, Washington Post, QZ.com, and Fox News. But this is the evidence of the Thousand Talents program. And for those of you who don't know, the Thousand Talents program is a program where the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, is directly paying professors and people at universities to teach their curriculum. And not just small amounts, like $50,000 a month amounts. <laughs> um, and It's, it's almost like last... that could be your only job. <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> and um, I was actually listening to a podcast. Uh, that must have been No Agenda. But it was where it talked about that, you know, the CCP teaches a course. And, you know, they, they basically all the university really does is provide the room. That's and, the Confucius Institute thing. Yeah. Confucius Institute. Yeah, yeah. So uh, scattered along the last two months, there, see, there's a there's a there's a point and counterpoint thing that's going on here, and it's it's Trump and some of the people in his cabinet and his government versus the CCP and the mainstream media in Hollywood, and I want people to know that because that's provable. <laughs> You can look at what's happening in the news, and even though nobody in their news feed is talking about this, other than, you know, podcast sources and such, these things are actually happening. And nobody's putting all of the, you know, connecting all the dots. But we're at war with China in a way. The trade deal is more, more or less over. Hong Kong is continues to be a mess, and they don't want Americans to know about it. I mean, we have people in Hong Kong holding up American flags saying we want freedom and we have people in the United States burning American flags and tearing down statues. <laughs> yes. Which uh, it's, as it's, someone suggests that we just we just do an exchange and we take yeah. all the Antifa all. people, ship them over to China, take all I'm the Hong Kong that. protesters, yeah. ship them over here and call it yep. call it a day call it a day everybody's happy i love that idea <laughs> they can have communism the people that want freedom can have freedom and uh there we go perfect so these are the four stories i found the first one was the biggest one this is from way back in january but harvard professor university professor accused of covering up ties to chinese school uh for his research program and this is the the infamous charles lieber who chairs the prestigious school's chemistry and chemical biology department department was taken into custody at his office and been charged with counting account of making a materially false fictitious and fraudulent statement and was set to appear tuesday in a boston court so this is back like i said 
uh, in January. Unbeknownst to Harvard University, beginning in 2011, Lieber became a strategic scientist at Wuhan University of Technology mm-hmm. in China and was a contractual participant in China's 10,000, or excuse me, 1,000 talents program uh, plan from in or about 2012 to 2017. China's Talents Plan is one of the most prominent Chinese talent recruitment plans, and they are designed to attract, recruit, and cultivate high-level scientific talent in furtherance of Chinese scientific development and economic prosperity. That just sounds so nefarious. Uh, so, yeah, kind of nefarious, doesn't it? <laughs> but federal uh, investigators allege that Lieber lied about his involvement with China in the Wuhan Institute of Technology. Uh, under the terms of his Thousand Talents contract, they say the school paid him $50,000 a month and awarded him more than $1.5 million to set up a research lab in Wuhan. Very cool. So this guy is arrested. There's, you got point. You have counterpoint. He's arrested. Next up, Tennessee professor charged with hiding ties, ties, excuse me, hiding China ties from NASA. An engineering professor at the University of Tennessee was arrested today after allegedly concealing his relationship with a Chinese university while working on projects for U.S. government agencies, including NASA. Well, didn't hear about that one, did you? No, no. FBI arrests Arkansas professor over fraud charges over financial ties to China. A professor at the University of Arkansas specializing in electrical engineering has been arrested by the FBI and charged with wire fraud after being accused of failing to tell federal authorities about his job and payments from Chinese companies. Authorities announced on Monday. He is the director of the High Intensity or the High Density Electronic Center in the University of Arkansas's Department of Electrical Engineering. He's worked at the school for decades. He has re- his work has received more than five million dollars in federal grant money, and from NASA. <laughs> da, da, da. Getting it from both governments, sir. Yeah, why not? Just go both. <laughs> go, you know, that's a that's a bonanza. Uh, that was Tennessee. That was Arkansas, and then Case Western. I don't even know where that is. Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine was arrested. Uh, professor was arrested on Wednesday over his alleged financial ties to the Chinese government. The FBI alleges that Professor Qing Wang was providing research funded with taxpayer money to the Chinese government. Do, 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 do. Well, so, I, you wonder how many, you know, how many of these professors were started out as the exchange students coming over and, you know, this was the mission, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, why do I bring all that stuff up? Because, like I said, we're at war with China. We have Chinese people within our, not just Chinese people, but CCP, you know, uh, paid people within our universities, which are churning out Chinese propaganda to students, malleable young students. And I think if you look at that on a broader level and look at the cultural significance and influence of China and the CCP in Hollywood or the media or -hmm. even large drug company manufacturing plants or tech companies like Apple and Google who benefit from cooperation with the CCP, then you can see that we, in a way, are at war with China. (laughs) And it's been point, counterpoint, point counterpoint from the Trump administration and the CCP for the last six months. 
and it's completely whitewashed and, and kind of overlooked by the mainstream media. Although, you know, occasionally you see things like this and it's, it's kind of run rampant. I, I laughed uh, about a week or two ago, people freaked out about this. And if somebody in our, uh, uh, listening base is affected, I'm sorry. Uh, but when, when I said, if, uh, you have a student visa and your university is going to be, uh, doing online courses only this fall, then you got to go home. <laughs> I laughed because, you know, that's a direct shot, like chess move at the university system, the corrupt university system, because the university system in this country can make double the amount by bringing exchange students in. They can charge them a higher tuition rate and the university makes out like bandits, which makes it almost impossible for people who live in the state <gasps> Could you imagine you live in the state, you pay the taxes your whole life, and then you actually want to go to the university of your state and you have to pay less because you live there? Well, what interest is that of the university? Would they rather have you, local person, who's going to pay less for your tuition or maybe somebody from out of state who will pay a little more or even better, somebody from out of the country, which will pay twice the amount that you would have to pay? Who do you think they're going to enroll more of? <laughs> the people who are paying more money. Exactly. And that's in the entire California school system and all and down up and down the West Coast is full chalk to the brim. I can't explain this oh, enough yeah. for people who don't live here and don't know this and see this. Chinese kids live here, go to school and their parents just wire them money. Tons of them, tons and tons and tons of them. And they are filling up the universities. And, and, and if you, you think the, if you think you can't get through and get a university degree uh, without being able to to speak and write good English, you're wrong because it's proven that is proven false time and time again. Absolutely. Yep. I, I sell cars to these people. <laughs> you know, we, I come in, negotiate, and we always, you know, if they barely speak English or speaking to a translator, we know it's going to be a two-day process. At the very end of it, we'll get our number and they say, okay. I'll call my parents and they'll see if they can wire the money the next day. You got to wait. Hey, my parents are going to wire the money or they're not. <laughs> um, I spoke to a gentleman who was born and raised here in the United States. Both of his parents were born and raised in China, immigrated here. He did import export as a job. And um, he pre pretty much told me that the Chinese people use the university system in the United States as a way to hide their money. So how, how, how does that make any sense? He says, well, what happens is you don't want to have too much money in China. You don't want to stick out too much. You don't want to be, you know, get a target on your back. So what happens is people in the, you know, the wealthy people, they'll send their children to universities or, I mean, I'm going to shoot you straight, community colleges <laughs> in, in, in Seattle and Los Angeles and all these other places. And what they do, they send their kid there on a student visa. So, so okay, we'll pay the tuition. You know, this, the university is happy. They got all the money. And then what they start to do is they start to wire all their money to the child. So you'll have a kid who is enrolled at a university, but he has like a, you know, three quarters of a million dollar house. And he drives a Range Rover and he does this because they just use them as a surrogate of basically to funnel their money out of this country and into the United States. Hmm. Kind of interesting, right? Yeah. So the schools, but then you have a guy like across the street from me. I have a, a neighbor whose nephew uh, has a 3.9 grade point average. He was all state in uh, baseball and he can't get into the University of Washington. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Because it's not, doesn't behoove them. And he's not, he can't check, you know, Native American or African American or Chinese or, you know, international student on any of his boxes. He's a white kid, born and raised here. Great state, great, you know, baseball player. Can't get in. Because that's not where the money is. Right. And once you follow the money, that's when you find what's really going on. And what's really going on is with, between Confucius Institute, Thousand Talents Program, our universities have been infected by the CCP. And we're seeing we're we're reaping the benefits of it now with people hitting the streets calling for socialism. And that's not the only thing that led to this, but it's definitely part of it. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, it's. I, I agree. It's not the only thing for sure, but it is something that is severely underplayed. And um, it, there is a certain amount of irony. Um, I, I just put the clip in there, the supercuts of Trump's wars, if you want to play oh, it yeah, in a that's minute. A, that's a good but, one. Uh, listen to all the thing that Trump is at war with without them actually mentioning what he's really at war with. <laughs> right, right. And the, the Rose Garden message from last week was a perfect example. It was a rambling, non-existent message that blah, blah, blah. And, and it was a direct shot across the bow again at the CCP and U.S. money and or, yeah, Chinese money in the United States. Yeah. Um, I think I'll wrap it up with what was kind of the, the story that was hitting the news, I think, this morning or late last night. And that was paper being burned at the Consulate General Office in uh, of China in Houston. Authorities responded Tuesday night to reports of a fire at the Consulate General of China in Montrose, where witnesses saw paper being burned outside the facility. A Houston police official told the Houston Chronicle, no injuries were reported. The official said the Houston police did not have the authority to access the facility. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I mean, uh, that's the way it works. It's basically like, you know, Chinese, Chinese territory. Soil. That's the way the yep. consulates And by work. the way, this building... Uh, if you were going to draw like an evil layer, like this is it. <laughs> it's like a weird seen pictures of it. I get a weird rectangle shape in, uh, you know, a big Chinese flag hanging over the front door. It's just very bizarre. But witnesses in nearby high rise apartments told the police that paper people were burning paper in what appeared to be trash cans. The official said police were told the occupants of the consulate building were being evicted from the property at four C point counterpoint. From the property at 4 p.m. Friday, the official said, calls to the Chinese embassy in Houston, as well as the U.S. Department of State, were not immediately returned. It's unclear whether the burning paper was related to the eviction. <laughs> the people out there do a really good job of investigating articles, right? Yeah. I could write that. It's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear. Dispatcher, you know, it's all unclear. Were those important papers? We just thought. <laughs> it, it could it could have just been like scrap papers. You know, we don't. Yeah. It's unclear. We don't know. A dispatcher of the Houston Fire Department only said that firefighters had responded to a trash fire in the area. Five engines responded to the scene where Houston firefighters peered down on the source of smoke from atop ladders. And it's unclear whether they were allowed to access the facility. So they're kind of just burning papers un undisturbed, I think is a, a way to put it. Yeah. Do they not have a, a paper shredder? I mean, you don't need a paper shredder these days, do you? Anyway, uh, so like I said, I kind of wanted to nail down actual tangible things. And this is something we haven't talked about on our show. And that's just the influence of China. 
that is yeah. just consi- and I think that that's a lot of what's happening behind the scenes. I don't think the coronavirus is the most important thing in the world. I think there's some other really weird stuff going on behind the scenes, big kind of, you know, power moves and and kind of back and forth. You know, the mainstream media is just basically it's like clickbait now it's just you know sound bites and who feels that way and what's the oh the percentages of increases of the coronavirus and <laughs> hospitals are filled to capacity the hospital holds 400 people but we only set aside 15 beds for corona and currently we have 11 people in there for corona so hospitals are at 68 percent capacity right now yeah do you want to play the clip sure and is it the first one here or the second one? First one. All right. Donald Trump's war on elements of his own government. Trump's war on absentee ballots. Trump's war on Fauci. President Trump's war on face masks. Trump's war on world order. Donald Trump's war on women. Trump's war on science. Trump's war on children. President Trump's war on the truth. Trump's war on reality. Trump's war on institutions. Trump's war on his own executive branch. Donald Trump's war on the FBI. Donald Trump's war on the FBI. Trump's war on Jeff Sessions. President Trump's war on Obamacare. Donald Trump's war on law enforcement. Trump's war on China. Trump's war on the whistleblower. Trump's war on the Freedom Caucus. President Trump's war on the NFL. Trump's war on Amazon. Trump's war on trade. Donald Trump's war on intel. Trump's war on the intelligence community. Trump's war on intelligence. Donald Trump's war on immigrants. Trump's war on immigrant labor. President Trump's war on the press. President Trump's unprecedented first year war on the media. Trump's war on the media. War on the media. War on the press. War on the media. Trump's war on the media. Coming up in our next hour, Trump's war on the media continues. Donald Trump's war on justice. Trump's war on justice. Donald Trump's war on justice. Donald Trump's war on justice. Donald Trump's war on justice. Trump's war on the justice system. President Trump's war on Christmas. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've got, you know, what would be a war more massive in scale than really any up to this point. Um, Just laying the groundwork. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but uh, with with no media coverage whatsoever. Sure. Sure. I mean, I don't know. And I'm not going to try to scare people or, you know. Uh, say that I think that's even what's going to happen. I don't think that we're necessarily, you know, going to have a war with China, a physical all-out war. Do you? Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> it's it's uh, certainly a possibility. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, you have a lot of the Trump administration that's, you know, they're not anti-war. They're just let's focus on the right war, which is focus on China. Sure. Sure. And that's, that's always been my beef with the GOP when the GOP gets control of the presidency is the, well, I guess the last time it happened was Bush, but you know, the foreign policy is the, is my main beef. And so far Trump's foreign policy, I haven't hated, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do we have more or less war than we would with Hillary? Probably less. Probably less. Do we have more or less war than we did when he started? Probably less. So yeah. I can't I can't fault the man for that. So you know, um, yeah, it's uh, you've got the the military tweeting. You know, the occasional like, oh, we'll launch a bunch of missiles, 
but we'll warn you about it ahead of time so you can get people out of there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess there's the he really is not a fan of Iran. There's some there's some real there's some real rumblings with Iran that I don't love. But I, I guess that's that's kind of it as far as what well what I'm yeah seeing. I mean that's why Bolton's going after him now. It's because Bolton wanted war with everyone. Yeah. So. And I'm not I'm not sad he's gone. No, no. I, it is uh, just a little interesting why he was hired in the first place, but. No kidding. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Do you um, want to... Uh, um, the next video... Mm-hmm. The, yes, the, only, the only visual part that you need to know is that one guy is wearing a t-shirt that says woke and the other guy is wearing a t-shirt that says racist. So just we, keep that should, in mind. Should we, should we end the show with this one? Oh, I don't know. We can kind of. I was going to transition. Okay. All right. So. Well, we're so good at transitioning today that I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna do whatever you say. Brad first Matt, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, Your racial, racial identity, identity is the most, most important thing. thing. Everything, everything should be looked at through the lens of race. race. Jinx, you owe me a coke. Damn. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them, we both think minorities are a united group. We think the same and act the same. And vote the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination laws so we can hire based on race again. Jinx, now you owe me a coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. I've been saying that for years. Stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree. It is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? Ugh, you know that taco place is white-owned? White people should be making white foods, like Kraft macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever, and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks, and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. You know, he just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black people should only shop at black businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you, though? If we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny-hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither do I. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. So the the connections between the woke and the racist. Um, and on that note, uh, this article from the Free Beacon, Planned Parenthood renounces racist eugenicist founder Margaret Sanger. What? I thought we uh, all looked up to her. She was a, a hero of feminism. Yeah, and, and I'm not... I'm not totally convinced there's a lot of renouncing going on, but here's here's what their article says. Uh, Planned Parenthood of Greater New York renounced racist and eugenicist founder Margaret Sanger on Tuesday for her harmful connection to the eugenics movement. The removal of Margaret Sanger's name from our building is both a necessary and overdue step to reckon with our legacy and acknowledge Planned Parenthood's contributions to historical reproductive harm within communities of color, said Chair of New York's affiliate 
Affiliates board Karen Seltzer, oh, her name's Karen, uh, in a statement according to the New York Times. A spokesman for Planned Parenthood said the organization's national leadership also approved of the decision. The decision marks a historic about-face by the organization, which has routinely defended Sanger's legacy. As recently as 2016, Planned Parenthood published a fact sheet that said her racist statement should be overshadowed by her worldwide renown, respect, and admiration for founding the American birth control movement. Planned Parenthood acknowledged that she touted her efforts to reduce the, quote, Negro population at a Ku Klux Klan meeting, but maintained that she was motivated by passion rather than racism. I mean, abortion. You can be passionate to be racist. Like it's a weird choice of words. But okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like passion. It could be a. It could be a passion. passion and racism are opposites somehow. Mutually, ex- mutually exclusive. Yeah. You can't be passionate about anything and not and not racist. No. <laughs> the abortion provider also criticized its founder for endorsing mass sterilization for the disabled. A view it defended in 2016 because she agreed with the progressives of her day. Planned Parenthood acknowledges these major flaws in Sanger's views, and we re- we believe that they are wrong. Furthermore, we hope that this acknowledgement fosters an open conversation on racism and ableism, both inside and out of our organization, they said at the time. The pro-life movement, which has long condemned Sanger's racism and support for eugenics, called Planned Parenthood's decision long overdue. Marjorie uh, Dannenfelser, president of, pro-li- of the pro-life Susan B. Anthony list, so the decision to rename the clinic does not change its 104-year history, nor the <laughs> fact that abortion continues to disproportionately impact minority communities, especially the black community. She also pointed to the fact that Planned Parenthood has filed lawsuits seeking to overturn state laws that bar abortions targeted at babies diagnosed as disabled. We call on Planned Parenthood to immediately publish its historical abortion data by race, given indications that they have skewed the placement of abortion facilities and actively target minority communities. Further, we call on Planned Parenthood to drop its fierce opposition to anti-discrimination laws that protect unborn children from being selected for abortion due to their race, sex, or disability. Dan and Felser said in a statement, a spokeswoman for Planned Parenthood said the national organization which hosts the annual Maggie Awards supported the clinic's decision. Planned Parenthood, like many other organizations that have existed for a century or more, is reckoning with our history and working to address historical inequities to better serve patients and our mission. Uh, pro-life politicians were also quick to critique the move. Senator Ben Sass said the organization's rhetoric means little if it continues to deny the humanity of un- unborn children. Planned Parenthood can rename a building, but it can't whitewash its, eug- its eugenics roots. Planned Parenthood can try to forget its founders' racist screeds, but it cannot escape the undeniable fact that it makes hundreds of millions of dollars each year by telling an ugly lie, lie that certain lives are disposable and then disposing of them. Sass said in a release, big abortion has always been and always will be in the business of violence and dehumanization. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, there's another article asking if Hillary Clinton or um, Nancy Pelosi would be returning their um, Margaret Sanger Awards, which is given out by Planned Parenthood each year. So, Yeah, so, I mean, Planned Parenthood almost got canceled. That'd be like the wokest thing ever. 
Well, Planned Parenthood should be canceled. And um, why don't they like change their media icon or do see, something? You know, we're listening. Slow. We're gonna we're gonna stop our tweeting and just listen. Very please slowly. Do a, please do a campaign like that. Yeah, very slowly. Uh, eugenics and understanding what eugenics is, more and more people are understanding that. And um, are sympathetic to it. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I know we had to burn the whole country down because of out of the fear of a few um, percentage points higher uh, black Democrat men voting Republican or possibly <laughs> voting Republican. Um, but imagine if they figure out that the Democrat party is the party representing the same, um, you know, special lobbyist groups for Planned Parenthood that trace directly back to eugenics. And you can't have racism, uh, you know, institutional racism without the eugenics ideology. That's where it comes from. Agreed. Agreed. Did you see the video of the the black guy that rolled up to the, to the to the hospital where the the hospital staff was all outside wearing masks but holding Black Lives Matter signs and stuff. No, <laughs> I didn't. Just, oh, you gotta see, see if I can find this video. But uh, yeah, a gentleman rolls up and uh, you know somebody comes out and gets on their knees immediately in front of him and <laughs> he he starts asking some uh, pretty tough questions and they go from like yeah. It's, oh, oh. <laughs> this is this is not going the way I thought it would. Yeah. Um. You know, let's move forward. Have you read the? Uh, can you at least maybe start? The conspiracy singularity has arrived. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. I'm gonna look to see if I could find that video. Oh, where is it? Oh, there we go. It's in there oh, somewhere. From, from vice.com. Such a cool oh, it's a, it's a it's a news source, buddy. It's a news source. All right. You have to agree. It's a news source. <laughs> it is. I. It is a pur- purported news source. <laughs> <laughs> Self-proclaimed news source. <laughs> See, we have news in the title. It's Vice News. Uh, With the pandemic and global uprising against racial injustice to be explained away, conspiracy communities are bleeding into each other, merging into one gigantic mass of suspicion. A few months ago, at a time when it was still safe to have strange experiences in in unusual places, I was handed a mysterious document. Alliances and traitors within the truth and UFO communities, it read. The document was a single bright red sheet of paper, crowded with close-set black type. Different kinds of lines and arrows connected in wild formulations linking George Soros with the Illuminati, various stars of the UFO community with their alleged handlers, the CIA with Alex Jones, the Pleiadians, a race of tall blue-eyed Nordic alien beings, connected with both Tesla and the president in ways I couldn't quite parse. 
This paper was created and handed to me by Dylan Louise Monroe, a player in the QAnon world and the creator of the Deep State Mapping Project, a one-man operation where Monroe creates dense visual maps of the supposed alliances he sees between various major players and world events. Monroe was at the New Age Expo Conscious Life, selling Q-branded t-shirts and promoting a YouTube show. I was there reporting, and both of us were thinking about the strange alliances and friendships that had begun to surface in various communities. Well, that's interesting. Q is uh, down with the New Age uh, Conscious Life Expo. Interesting. According to according to this moron. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, be careful who you follow, the document warned in bold at the bottom, just above a large black Q. In the months that followed our chance meeting, the world buckled under the weight of the novel coronavirus pandemic, and the alliances got stranger still. Conspiracy communities that have previously only brushed past each other like schools of fish born along in different currents are suddenly, abruptly, swimming in the same direction. Take Larry Cook, whose evolving belief system has been playing out in a remarkable way on Facebook. Cook is the man behind the largest anti-vaccine group on the plat- platform. Stop mandatory... Stop mandatory vaccination. Oh, what a what a crazy standpoint that is. Which, along with his personal Facebook page, serves as the central clearinghouse for anti-vaccine misinformation. Uh, in the months since the pandemic began, Cook has begun. Was this a mean thing to do? What's that? I said, are you going to throw up? Was this a mean thing to do? Oh no, we could. Do you want me to keep going, or do you, is that enough? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Okay. In the months since the pandemic began, Cook has begun to claim that it's a pretext for the mandatory testing, tracking, vaccination that he's feared all along. In parentheses, there is no evidence that the U.S. government will impose mandatory vaccination for the coronavirus, even though it should, with a link to another article. He's also started to turn towards people who can provide some explanation for what's really going on and some measure of hope. Cook is promoting QAnon ideas, sometimes dozens of times a day. QAnon is a is an er conspiracy theory which broadly holds that Donald Trump and his allies are bravely fighting back on a number of fronts against a shadowy satanic deep state. I am a digital soldier, Cook posted recently along with two Q-related hashtags, part of an oath that the mysterious Q had recently requested that his followers post. Disgraced former Trump advisor General Michael Flynn was among those who posted the oath. Oh, he's disgraced? Ah, okay. Uh, Linking to a webpage that shares Q's missives. Cook added in another post, discover why we have lockdown and mask requirements for the healthy. Cook didn't respond to an email from Vice News. Oh, how dare he. Cook isn't an outlier. As Mother Jones recently noted, coronavirus and the general uncertainty of the times we're living in have aided the spread of QAnon specifically. But it's not just QAnon, the strain of living in this particular time, with the dragon devastating pandemic and global uprising against police brutality and racial injustice crashing together at the highest speed has accelerated something that's been going on for years. Call it the conspiracy singularity, the place where many conspiracy communities are suddenly melting and merging, a melting pot of unimaginable density. All right. Um... And then it goes on to tie, like, UFO. So this is, you know. A cover story. Well, yeah, it's, what it's doing is, um, 
we're, we're going to lump all these people in together under the guise of saying that they've all lumped themselves together. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry. I haven't seen much um, Q or alien or new age stuff in the anti-vaccine movement. I've seen lots of like, here's this study. Here's that study. Here's what happened to my kid. Here's what happened to this person's kid. You know, it's... I'd, I'm not buying the whole... Other other than the general, like, do you believe what you see on TV or not? And there are more and more people that are in the not category. A little bit further down, uh, today's alternative theories abound that the coronavirus pandemic is a hoax and a dangerous bioweapon unleashed by China. Tom Hanks is dead, execute for his, executed for his part of the pedophilia deep state and alive in witness protection, that he is dead and replaced by a body double. All these theories <laughs> have been promoted by the same guy. Okay. Um, I, got a, I, got, I got a lot on this. So, so interestingly enough, um, I'll just throw this in there and then take it wherever you want to go. Uh, there happened to be a story today about Twitter uh, promising to take down. No, 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 no. So that's that's my that's that's my that's my that's my thing. Okay. That's right. my finale, my friend. Yeah, that's, okay. I put this all together. Actually, I did, dude. For goodness' sake, I did show prep. So. Well, I I <laughs> I put that article in there, so I didn't know you put it all together, but. I did, I did. So anyway, uh, the Wayfair thing. So I have, from the beginning, been somebody, from the beginning of this podcast, also just from the beginning of putting my hands on a mouse and getting on the internet, loved, loved, loved being a part of, like, independent investigations, right? Like, I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. I think it's, like, just, I get caught up in it. I just, just, that's my thing. It's my jam, so to speak. Okay. Do you remember, like, do you remember the Vancouver riots? We covered it on the show because I watched it because I watched on Facebook Live or YouTube or whatever, uh, Periscope, where these idiot kids in Vancouver were literally destroying their whole town, but filming it with their smartphones. Mm-hmm. And I covered it on this show. We talked about it. I was part of I was sitting up late that night and was in the different videos, watching different stuff and tweeting stuff out. And they they identified a bunch of these people. The the one guy was like an Olympic Olympian. He got arrested. Um this happened after it, it was Boston. during the Olympics, right? He was a pre-Olympics guy. I think it was before the Olympics. He was like a it was before the Vancouver Olympics. But anyway, um neither here nor there. Then you go to the Boston bombing. I was at work just like trying to dive down the rabbit hole. Like what is happening? Actual people on the street filming stuff, putting videos together. And like, as things happen, I love being involved in that and like looking to see what's, what's actually going on. And and then to see what the cover story becomes afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then Alex Jones had a famous rant about the Boston bombing. They didn't know that we'd have people with cameras filming this thing. They're trying to ramp it back. You know, the Las Vegas mm-hmm. shooting one, that one has so much meat on it because there's oh, different yeah. angles that show there's different angles that show multiple guns. There's people just driving around in their Uber filming stuff that never supposed to happen according to the official story. I love that stuff. There's shot, shot at windows in totally separate buildings. <laughs> hotels. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um about two, three weeks ago, I'm just doing my Twitter, looking through some stuff. And I, I admitted before, I am on QAnon Twitter, basically. I don't believe JFK is alive, 
But a lot of what QAnon is saying is that there's a satanic ritual abuse happening, the pedophilia deep state of people who are involved in the higher echelons of government and media, which I already believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's I mean, that's that that's the thing that woke me up to everything, by the way. Woke me up spiritually to Jesus. But anyway, um there's a ma- amazing Polly tweeted out this thing. My spidey senses are tingling. What's going on with these cabinets? And it's just a single tweet. And I sat there and looked through the Wayfair stuff and like couldn't figure out like, wow, that's weird. Why would it be the same cabinet? Why is it different, different uh, prices? Why is there different weights? But it's all the same picture. What is happening here? This is bizarre. It's late at night. I should just go to bed. It's probably nothing. Like a week or 10 days later, Somebody on 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 uh, Twitter or QAnon or you know some of this stuff comes off of 4chan, which is mm-hmm. you know I, I mentioned that in the last podcast. I don't want people to go to 4chan, especially if you're a Christian person. You don't want to. There's a horrible stuff on 4chan, but it's also a place where hackers and people feel absolutely anonymous and they say crazy stuff and they bring out interesting information. So anyway. Um, People started looking into the Wayfair stuff. And I even heard, you know, people we respect, James M. Pilato, saying that it was a Wayfair PSYOP. You know, and, and then the following day, all of these news organizations said, you know, it's been debunked. How has it been debunked? Wayfair said, no, we don't traffic in children. The end. That's all that happened. Right. I'm, and I'm and they're like, somebody went. There, there's no, you know, actual children in the furniture. <laughs> okay, like, great. Okay. So it's not, it's, <laughs> yeah. nobody thinks that the, yeah, that was the thing. That was the thing. So I guess they think that the furniture comes with the children in. Right. No, we don't. But there's people <laughs> who have been arrested as of last month who are wearing Wayfair shirts who have been arrested for uh, trafficking in child pornography. And you start looking into some of the people who have been involved, the Clinton Foundation, blah, blah, blah. I don't even need to get into it. But what ended up happening is people started searching the names of the Wayfair cabinets, and they tied directly to the names of missing children. That's bananas, bro. That mm-hmm. is nuts. And especially when you actually look at the name. The name Duplicis. I've never even seen that name in the history of my entire time on this planet. Right. D-U-P-L-E-S-S-I-S. Is the name of a missing black child from like Ohio or something? I don't have it in front of me, and it's the name of a cabinet that is roughly the same height and weight that you can buy on the yeah. site. It's bizarre. Like there's and there's been no explanation. Okay, yeah. and I think I really think this rattled some cages of the people that you. That do not want their cages rattled. The powers that be, the people who are participating in child trafficking and sexual, satanic sexual abuse. I think that this was way too close for comfort. And more and more people started freaking out about it. And then the other night, as we talked about in the last show, it was a two days before the last show where everybody decided from that same group of people who broadly label themselves now as QAnon decided well hey i found some crazy tweets by chrissy chrissy teigen is on the the epstein manifest let's go after her and before we get into any of that before somebody could say tim's a wayfair conspiracy theorist with chrissy teigen it's a fact that that jeffrey epstein trafficked and had sex molested with uh children on an island in the in the south pacific i mean not south pacific south the uh, caribbean that's not it's not like a it's not a conspiracy that's a fact and Florida and New York, yeah. It's a fact that he put people on the planes and brought them there. That's not a conspiracy. That's not a theory. Clinton's on there 26 times. 
Maxwell is on there like 300 times. That's not a conspiracy. That's a fact. Chrissy Teigen is on the flight manifest. That's a fact. So people go back and they say, hey, there's this weird stuff going on with Wayfair. And what's up with this Epstein? And now Maxwell's arrested. And hey, let's dig up some tweets on this person. And it happens organically. This is the stuff I love. And then what ends up happening is there's a cover story afterwards. But it happened very organically. I watched it happen. Unless I'm just being, you know, just mind controlled. And I don't know what I'm, it's possible. You know, I'm only one man. But I watched them say, hey, there's some weird things. I like watching naked girls do the splits, toddlers and tiaras. What? I would you eat human meat if you could only eat no, different meat for the rest of your life? What? Yeah. I love. There's a there's a boy. Finally, there's a boy on toddlers and tiaras. Finally, some eye candy for me. What? These are not normal things to say. Especially for a person who has gone to an island where they have been proven to traffic in children. So they well, went after this woman. They and, went after her hard. And, and she, she freaked out. Well, she she did freak out. But she also, did you see the response that, like, well, at that time I would have been a kid myself. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, that's, that's which, unfortunate. Which... Um, you know, most, yeah, yeah, most abusers started out as victims, yeah, is kind of the and 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 if she was, you you know, the the elite are are abused as children and they grow to abuse and kill children. I posit that to you that Bill Gates was abused as a child and then he is older and does it to other children. That is what how the satanic ritual cabal works. Mm-hmm. And it's always been there. Do you remember the satanic panic of the 80s? What if it's not a panic? What if it's just satanic stuff was coming out? Right. It's probably not a panic. It's real. Where they had to invent like false memory syndrome and stuff to cover it up. And yeah. Yeah. False memory syndrome. The weird one where all those kids had the false memory system of the daycare in California where they remember tunnels and like people molesting them. And they came home with like, you know, smarks on them and and evidence of sexual abuse. But, you know, this stuff is happening. It's really happening. And Twitter and QAnon or 4chan or whatever you want to call it. When they all decide that this is wrong, a righteous hatred, a righteous anger of indignation at that this stuff is happening and turn their sights on something, it is dangerous. And I don't mean dangerous for us. I mean dangerous for people who were participating in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love to hear somebody rebuke the Wayfair thing, rebuttal. The Wayfair completely took down every – if these cabinets are not nefarious, why is every single one now missing? Why did they take down all the cabinets? Well, and now forgive me if I'm wrong or correct me if I'm wrong, please. But Wayfair is a site kind of like Amazon where like I could sell stuff on Wayfair, right? I don't think that you can, but maybe you can. I'm not sure. I think you might be right, though. And I know that it, I know the Amazon thing because didn't didn't your book almost go for fifteen thousand dollars one time? Well, so so that's a good counterpoint. We should talk about it. Well, there there is um, and and my understanding of what happened in that situation is that there's people with just algorithms 
right. that are looking for items that they think are about to be sold out or rare. If they see only one listing for something, and then they'll list, you know, they'll list it for some ridiculous price, thinking that, oh, it's the only one available. People will pay a lot for it. Um, so, you know, that's possible. It's also possible that uh, this is money laundering. Money laundering, you know, absolutely. They, yeah. They talked about that on the No Agenda podcast, and. If you are just setting your your price for something, whether it's a uh, painting or what have you, um, you know, there's no laws against paying 20 times what anyone else would pay for it. Uh, now, there are laws against doing that to cover up uh, drug sales or child trafficking or things like that. But it's it makes it more difficult to prove because you've got a a laundered you know, transaction that's logged, but uh, covering up what it's actually there for. Agreed. Yeah. And, and that that's a good point. I think money laundering might be another option, uh, but there are some really weird consistencies between the, uh, the throw pillows, all the, all the, all the cabinets are the same, by the way, they're different names, they're different prices, mm. but the picture is the exact same. Yeah. Uh, I threw a photo, I threw a photo that somebody put together of all the different stuff that they found. Um, as far as the names matching up to missing children, I threw it in the uh, in the Skype there so you could take a look at it. So it's possible it's just money laundering. But the fact that people came out afterwards yeah, this, and said... This is Samaya, five-shelf storage cabinet by W... Yeah, that's like... No, that doesn't... That's not a marketing name. It doesn't make, look, it doesn't make sense. Look at the one to the right of that. Yuritsa storage cabinet. What? What is what is there, what does that even mean? And then the one above that is the is the clincher for me, which is the duplicis zodiac sign astrology astrological constellation personalized throw pillow for the low low price of nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Look at that! Somebody from Southfield, Michigan, named Duplicis. Yeah, missing. That's bizarre, and no one really came out about this, right? And so the whole QAnon thing has been boiling over. The theory of QAnon is that all of the pedophiles are under house arrest and they're all going to get arrested. And the, the, the coronavirus thing is a hoax to try and keep it all quiet. All that sounds really far-fetched to me. The fact that the elite traffic in children does not sound far-fetched to me. And I think that people got too close to the truth here. Uh, and as of yesterday, Twitter now taking down all of the QAnon uh, related stuff. They have decided in a tweet that they put out yesterday that they will be dis that the, the, the QAnon thing is all over. Yeah. They're going to take down QAnon related posts. And it was fine until you went after Chrissy Teigen. Well, yeah, Chrissy Teigen. But I think that's the cover story, Chrissy Teigen. That's what we're all made to think because she said, I'm going to have a meeting with Jack, you know, and then she, you know, it ends up being, okay, now we're going to do this. I think that that's the cover. I think that the Wayfair thing was way too close for comfort for the elite. Mm -hmm. I think that that is actually a very, it's possible that that's how they trafficked in children. Um, you know, another thing that is not debated or is that Hillary Clinton's emails are extremely questionable, <laughs> like emails mm -hmm. back and forth with Podesta emails to Uma Abedin, go get my hammer and my inhaler. Nothing excites me. Like, uh, sacrifice night hmm. yeah it's totally a, it's, normal it's, it's a leaked email it's in an email it's not a conspiracy theory it's not tim's a weirdo who thinks everything is connected satanic pedophilia 
That's an actual email that was released. I think that was when uh, the, the DNC got hacked or it was from, no, no, it was WikiLeaks leaked versions of her Hillary Clinton's email. Right. That's why and they want to create the whole, the Russians did it. And yeah, Trump was in league with the Russians and whatever. And if you want to go to the basis for all this, this was the Pizzagate thing and everything that started was the begin. It began with Anthony Weiner's laptop. Do you remember that? Yep. Anthony Weiner's laptop, Anthony Weiner, for those who don't know, the New York politician who had ties or had ties to, who was married to Uma Abedin, who was uh, Hillary's right hand. I don't know that they've never actually gotten divorced. I think they, yeah, it's a good point. Well, I think they can't. Didn't we talk about that on an earlier show (laughs) that they can't get divorced because uh, we talked about this years ago. If they did, they could be made to testify against each other. But there's a law that doesn't allow husband and wife to have to testify against each other. So they will never get divorced. Um, but on Uber, this has the story goes, and this is, this is from the depths of 4chan and the, and the or origins of Pizzagate. Um, Anthony Weiner's laptop is confiscated for investigation to him, soliciting an underage child for sex. Weird. And when they don't go ahead and do that, um, they pull it up. On his computer and in his computer under his email, he has a folder called life insurance. And in the folder called life insurance is a video of Hillary Clinton and Uma Abedin uh, performing satanic ritual abuse and killing a child. The story goes that the Southern District of New York people were the ones who the people people within the southern district of new york that police force was the one that saw the video and you know that made you know grown men who had been in the force for years cry and this and that and the other um and then from that comes pizzagate now five or ten years later we're starting to see some things coming out like hey you know southern district of new york is the same people who arrested and have uh, custody of Ghislaine maxwell and so they're you know, as much as the QAnon stuff sounds nuts, there is smoke there. There is smoke there. Oh, yeah. No, there, so, there is. And then there's a lot of... John F. Kennedy Jr. is coming back, that, bro. <laughs> bogus stuff that can then be pointed at and to dismiss the real stuff. Agreed. Agreed. You know, rat poison is 99.9% food, right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, and that... That video is has it its own special name. I hesitate to even give it out. The video that you know supposedly exists, but you know I've I've heard videos of people describing it. Um, and supposedly, if you get on the dark net and you have way more courage than I do to go on a VPN and get into the dark net and search something so horrible, uh, it exists there somewhere. <laughs> and supposedly, that is from where all of these investigations into pedophilia well, and human and, trafficking now here's one last thing you but, barely ever heard donald or obama talk about human trafficking you never heard george bush about human trafficking donald trump cannot stop talking about human trafficking and remember donald trump is a member of the clique they right. he was a person who jeffrey epstein knew if you follow the facts Donald Trump knew Epstein, hung out with him, had dinner with him. Every liberal person who wants to go against the QAnon right. or some sort of person Show the picture. Look, yeah. there's the picture. And they're from the 90s. Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago. Trump has never been on Lolita Express. Trump has never been to Epstein Island. 
Meanwhile, Bill Clinton co-founded the Clinton Foundation with Epstein, traveled 26 times on Lolita Express, and was photographed with human trafficker Rachel Chandler on the Lolita Express. So when people say, oh, Donald Trump this, Donald Trump that, Trump at some point saw what was happening and was like, I'm out. I don't want this. I don't mm-hmm. want any part of this. And who knows? Maybe he took place in it. I don't think that he's the savior for the Republican Party or for right. the Christian left. Right. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. At this point, though, it seems like he's pretty obsessed with talking about human trafficking. Well, and, and yeah, they, they can't the have media that. won't they cover the stuff that, that he's actually obsessed with. You know, <laughs> they won't <laughs> yeah. cover him for talking about that. It's Donald like, Trump's war on stop talking about China and stop talking about pedophilia or, or arresting yeah. human traffickers. We won't cover any of that. Um, but wh- why aren't you wearing a mask? Are you wearing a mask? Oh, you're wearing a mask now? Oh, great. What about masks? Should everyone have to wear a mask? Why won't you do a federal order on masks? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, where's Donald Trump's war on pedophilia? Come on, media. It's perfect. It, there, there is a little bit of, I don't know, of irony or poetic uh, justice in the fact that Masks are being used to cover up what's actually going on in the world. But <laughs> true, true. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, well, that is disturbing and interesting. I I agree. It's like no, why now? So if all that stuff I just made up is the, the craziest thing in the world. All that stuff I just said is just Tim's lost in some QAnon hole and he's just a conspiracy theorist. Why yesterday did Twitter safety tweet out, we've been clear that we will take strong enforcement action on behavior that is has the potential to lead to offline harm. In line with this approach, this week we are taking further action on so-called QAnon activity across the service. We will permanently suspend accounts tweeting about these topics that we know are engaged in violation of our multi-account policy, coordinating abuse and around individual victims, or are attempting to evade previous suspension, something we've seen more in recent weeks. So, if you want to go out and riot and make a video and tweet it out, cool. You cool. want to uh, beat up or, a black or a white white person because you're black and you're in the middle of Macy's. You want to put you that want to video be a, on Twitter. Cool. You want, you want to put to be your a knee terrorist? on a white. It's okay. Yeah. You want to put your <laughs> knee on a white baby's neck and put it on Twitter. Cool. You want to ask for child pornography and trade child pornography pics. Hey, just DM me. Uh, hashtag CP. Cool. You want to do any of that stuff? Wide open. Twitter is your thing. I mean, you can tear down statues. You can set fire to police, you know, cars. Put it all on Twitter. We don't care. But as soon as you start talking about child sex trafficking and targeting individuals who may or may not have been involved, that's too far. That's too far. That's that's Twitter's response. The the most validation for QAnon I have ever seen took place yesterday when they tweeted this out. (laughs) And and do you know how? Do you know how many people I've watched videos of who literally are like, two weeks ago, I wanted to vote Donald Trump out. I hated his guts. If you would have, you know, given me the ability to run him over with a car, I would have done it. But then I started looking at child sex trafficking and what he's trying to do, and now I just can't believe what's happening in this country, and I'm voting for Donald Trump in November. I know that sounds silly and absurd, but mm-hmm. I've seen ten to twenty teenage age pers- people in their young 20s you know clearly liberal blue hair having <laughs> people yeah. who are posting this 
because it's actually real stuff that's happening. It's actually truth that's spreading, and they have to stop that. They have to stop it. Well said. I guess. I guess, man. <laughs> so, um, we got to wrap it up, right? You got to get going? Yeah, I got to get back to work. Okay. Well, uh, there was one article we didn't talk about, which I'm going to put in the show notes. Everybody should check it out. The Great Reset. This guy is a uh, globalist, and he's talking about that, uh, you know what? This opportunity of coronavirus is a great time for the Great Reset, as we reset our entire economy and way of life around the coronavirus. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Um, I did want to end on one thing and it kind of gave me some clarity and some hope last week. And I wanted to kind of pass it on to the, to the listeners and on to yourself as well. And that is that this will be Tim's words of wisdom. Just behave like Daniel. Hmm. If Daniel gets marched off into a completely different country and they tell him that, Hey, you got to do all this stuff and you want to be, you know, and you're going to be, you know, help the king and you're going to have to be a different part, a part of a different nation. Um, you know, Daniel's like, okay, that's fine. I'm still going to pray three times a day. And then once they told him to do things that were sacrilegious, he was like, I can't do that. And then, you know, they, he dealt with it accordingly as it happened. Mm-hmm. But as far as the customs of the day, as long as it wasn't against God or his relationship with God, he went with it. So I hate to say this, but if the people of Babylon want to wear masks, maybe as a Christian, <laughs> we should wear masks. It's it's but it gave me some peace to remember, like, OK, that's not my hill. That's not this isn't my home. This isn't my actual country that, you know, the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. This is my kingdom is the kingdom of God. That's. And I, I feel you, Andrew. I know. I want this to be my country. I want this to be my thing I fight for. But in a lot of ways, maybe we're called to be more like Daniel. Just participate as long as it's not sacrilegious. And then when it becomes against our religion, speak loudly, pray three times a day, and say no. Yeah, there is the uh, um, the you're here and here's what's next item where you're here uh you must wear a mask to enter the business and then next is you must show your vaccine card to enter the the business and then last is please scan your microchip here to enter the business so it you know it at some point you gotta say no i so, agree i agree 100 uh, percent. you know i'm doing my best to say no at the beginning of it um, Did but, you see Chris White's slow chart? Uh, no, no. Oh, you missed the flow chart. I'll just I'll put I'll throw it in there for you. You have to see this. But this <laughs> because everybody thinks the vaccine the vaccine is the mark of the beast. The vaccine is the mark of the beast. And uh, so Chris White made it a very easy to decipher uh, flow chart for everybody to <laughs> consider. Yeah. No, I I've heard his latest episodes so they were very good yeah uh let me throw it in the the notes here oh yeah did you get that there you go basically it's just a flow chart that shows hey did the false prophet tell you about the the mark of the beast no that's probably not the mark of the beast (laughs) (laughs) it just goes through the whole thing we'll put this in the show notes as well 
Um, I hope everybody out there is doing all right. If you need to take a media fast, do so. I do think whether it's China, whether it's the satanic elite, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's the mainstream news, whether it's the Donald Trump or the QAnon or the far right, that we are completely under a massive propaganda campaign right now. It is just nonstop from every direction, every form of media just propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. And it can be disconcerting. You know, maybe like Daniel, pray three times a day and uh, seek seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah, and uh, the flow chart is good, and I agree with it. Um, but I also think that the fact that you've got people like Bill Gates who apparently are just trying to create the mark of the beast um, should be a little concerning for for people and I don't blame people for being like, hmm, you're not microchipping my kid. So hundred percent. You're not micro <laughs> trust me. <laughs> you're not microchipping my kid. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you there, man. I'm with you there. And I you know, we have some uh, big life changes coming up in our very near future in this house. My wife is gonna be giving birth very soon. So I'm gonna have to go to a to a COVID birth pregnancy situation with all of the stresses and uh things that go with going into a hospital that's where the sick people yeah yeah that's where the sick people are you got to watch out when you're in the hospital yeah (laughs) all right well hopefully we'll get another show out next week thanks for listening Uh a copy of this podcast as well as links to each story covered are available at revelationsradionews.com To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com. And thank you for your support of this podcast. matter or just some black lives the black lives killed by black men matter right yes the black babies killed in the abortions clinics matter right thought so the black the black officers killed by that bastard in, in minnesota that matters too right okay but the black babies that are killed in the abortion clinics don't matter do they medical people uh, do their lives matter Does the future of our black babies matter? Huh? What's up? What's up? Awful quiet now, aren't they? Uh Uh-huh. It's okay if we kill them in the womb, right? But you have a problem when we, you don't seem to really have a problem when we kill them on the streets. Yes, well, we know they're the same issue. If If we don't respect the lives of our unborn children enough to save them and fight for them, our lives mean nothing once we're born.
This morning, a dramatic escalation of tensions between China and the U.S. The Trump administration ordering the closure of the Chinese consulate in Houston, where fire trucks could be seen overnight amid reports of smoke billowing from the building. New video this morning has emerged of consulate employees possibly burning documents. They've been given till Friday to clear out. It's unclear just what prompted the order from Washington. The State Department saying only it would not tolerate China's violations of our sovereignty and intimidation of our people. Adding that it had ordered the closure to protect American intellectual property and Americans' private information. China's foreign ministry called the move an unprecedented escalation and promised to respond with firm countermeasures if the decision wasn't reversed. The consulate closure comes just hours after the U.S. accused two Chinese hackers of working with the Chinese government to steal COVID research and other intellectual property. Ties between the countries rapidly deteriorating to a new low amid an ongoing trade war, the coronavirus pandemic, and recent criticism by the U.S. over China's human rights abuses in Hong Kong. And this office in Houston was the very first consulate established in the entire United States back when the country's established diplomatic relations back in 1979. Right now, China's saying this move violates international law and they promise necessary reaction. 